All right, welcome, Katie, to AP Conversations. We won't CFP our way out of it. Maybe you can help us coach <laughs> our way out of it. Oh, how's that? For oh my gosh! Ben. Quick improv here. Nailed it! Nailed it! All right. So uh, yes, welcome. Thank you for doing this today. Um, I'll introduce you very quickly. Katie is director of coaching, uh, Thrivos Consulting. Um, has an amazing story. If you have not heard her story, go read her book. Uh, when it comes to the topic that we want to talk about today, setting goals, getting over hurdles, um, Katie is second to none. So <laughs> very pleased to have you with us. This is my favorite topic. I think um, we certainly share this passion for helping people get to where they want to get to. And while we may talk to different audiences in, in some cases, and I want to hear your experiences, all the different people you help coach, um, I think some of the advice that we give on the front end is very much the same. So again, thank you for joining us. Well, well, thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. Um, and I know that I think, I think coach your way out of it is kind of fantastic. I, I love that. Right. That's a real move. So I, I would say to kind of tee this up, we're probably speaking to anyone, you know, personal or professional that has goals or things that they aspire to. And especially after what's kind of felt like a very heavy 2020, let's hit the reset button, mm -hmm. right? 2021, right around the corner. Let's just peel back the curtain. Let's give the secret sauce, you know, maybe share some of the tips that you would give to the people that you work with so that anyone listening into this kind of has more tools in their tool belt leading into 2021. Absolutely. So yeah, let me just pass it to you. What, well, what are some of the best things? I mean, I, I think that this is, and I, I love you saying, first of all, I appreciate you acknowledging that this has been a hard year because it has been a hard year for everybody. Um, I think that, that there is so much to be said about the opportunity to really reflect on what this year has shown us about ourselves. And then also yeah. kind of like, renew, like, let's renew, let's reset. Let's like take these next bit of time before the new year and think about what is it we want from this next phase of our lives. Um, I work with leaders, as you said, in like all different industries. Um, I think the thing that I see to, that is the most successful is when you're making plans around achieving goals, um, the yeah. best thing that you can do is always just to break them down. I know that sounds so silly. I think that we have, we have a ma mindset that, you know, we should kind of like just be able to jump right in and like go yeah. and do the goal and like, yeah. I'm going to run a marathon. And it's like, okay, I'll just like, you know, get that 26.1, no, no big deal. 26.2. Sorry. What was I thinking? Do like 26.2 and just jump into it and do it. But we all know that in order for us to be successful, we need to have that big goal, but then break it down into yeah. maybe quarterly, monthly, weekly, and then daily goals. And that does a really awesome thing because it allows for us to, number one, have small goals and achieve them and then feel motivated because we continue to move through them. We iterate to ourselves, I am a person who does this. I am a person who works towards this goal. Um, and that keeps us, kind of ch changes our mindset from being yeah. like, I'm just a person who, who does, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to achieve a goal to being like, I'm a runner versus being like, I'm just a person who works out every once in a while. Um, another big thing that feels kind of basic, but I think is important is your why, right? Yeah. Like if you are saying to yourself, okay, I want to lose five pounds. Okay, fine. You lose, you, you're thinking about that. But like, if you're thinking about, okay, I want to lose weight or I want to get in good shape because I want to be able to 
be more active with my kids, or I want to set a good example, or I want to feel confident and good about myself. When you figure out that why, kind of all the other things that you have to give up in order to get to that challenging place, that that makes more sense. Um, and I think I think that one of like the other big things is also um, making sure that you celebrate those small wins every time that they happen. I don't know about you, Ben, but are you in a situation where is it hard for you to celebrate like when small good things happen? No, because I think you have to. And, you know, we kind of speak about the we, we speak about it very similarly that yeah. sometimes when you have that list and maybe you can give us some like real detailed, yeah. you know, suggestions when you have a laundry list of things to do. Right. And we're not just talking to professionals, anybody. Right. Your daily task list that can feel daunting. Mm. And I think you have to be able to boil it down and go, what's the next micro action that I can take and recognize that that step is now momentum and momentum will build. So totally with you, you have to be able to celebrate those things and not make it feel like it needs to be this huge success. It's all steps forward, right? Absolutely. I love that. And I, I think the micro step is such a good piece. Like that really does matter. And you being very, being like taking a minute and like saying it to somebody also who you love and trust, who also is supporting you of being like, hey, I did this one thing today. And knowing that they'll feel proud of you too is really meaningful. I think that really matters a lot. Yeah, because I think any huge goal, we recognize that not only, you know, in my terms of financial planning, you know, do you want to be able to say, hey, I know I need to take these steps to get there and, and saving is hard and making certain decisions to sacrifice something for this trade-off. It's hard. Um, but then there's going to be those 2020s where there's a lot of hurdles in front of you too. So Sometimes it's giving yourself permission to go, look, I got through it and that's win enough, right? So I really like that perspective of going back and maybe let's talk a little bit more about that why. I think when you have that why, that purpose behind the goal, it makes celebrating those little things all the easier, right? Because yeah. you're aligned to it. Absolutely. And it becomes a part of your ethos. And I love I love that what you're saying, what you said about 2020, when a lot of challenges come up, I, I saw something this morning on Instagram, which was like, let's not like, it's important to also acknowledge the fact that like some years we're not going to thrive. Other years we're just going to survive. And you know what? That's a win. That is a yeah. win. And it's a big deal. Yeah. Cause sometimes you have to take the punches and be able to roll with it. So we, you know, certainly we help people through many different phases of life and that's going to come with its own challenges. So 2020 is no different in that sense, but I know you talk a lot and coach a lot about breaking things down, but it all does come back to that why. And I think when you can say, this is why it matters to me, again, it makes it easier to kind of shrug off certain things and really focus on it. Absolutely. I think that is so true. And I love the word sacrifice. I think that that's really meaningful. That's something that you'd, you'd mentioned of being like, what are the sacrifices I have to make in order to get from like where I am to where I want to be? And that happens a lot with financial planning and in the way that we try to plan our lives. It, and, and, but then the, the, the thing that is really interesting is making that sacrifice have meaning and weight and of being like, I am yeah. saying um, something that I love is saying no to one thing means saying yes to something else, right? Yeah, like, right, perspective. Totally, exactly, exactly. Totally about perspective. And, and when we talk about those trade-offs in, in my planning world, again, let's get out of the, the financial side of it. Everybody's got, I, I operate on the rule of 168. Yeah. 
So the hundred, there was, there, yeah. there was a phone call coming in. So again, oh, we're, just, we're just rolling with it. We're rolling with it. Cause you know what? In 2020, we do what we gotta do. It's important. That's it. Love so it. where I was going, that rule of 168, there's only 168 hours in a week, right? So especially for those that look to be uber productive and maybe they've got a lot of professional responsibilities, they got a lot of home responsibilities, whatever it is, we're talking to everybody here. Yeah. When you think about you giving up maybe 16, 17, 18 hours a day to sleep and work, yeah. what do you have left, right? So sacrificing certain things has to happen to be able to truly align to what matters to you. So th there has to be those trade-offs. So yeah. thinking about how you ideally need to, the ideal life you want to live and then backing mm -hmm. your way into the task that you need to do to get there, that's like basics of planning here, right? But yeah. we need to have that perspective that it's going to take some sort of sacrifice. Absolutely. That's really true. And I, I love the idea of, of thinking, something that you said that really stuck out to me is, the idea of like thinking of the life that you want and then understanding that you have a responsibility or an opportunity even to create that. You have the opportunity to create the life that you want to live. It just, sometimes it's not going to be easy. It just won't be simple. It'll be worth it, but it'll, yeah. it would be hard, you know? Yeah. So how do you help people kind of find that why, you know, starting at the beginning of a process, we can build plans and we help people build plans to how to get to where they want to get to. But for a lot of people, like goal setting is hard because they may not be able to completely identify it. And then you get caught in this rut of, well, I don't really want to sacrifice this because maybe I'm not even really committed to that goal. Mm -hmm. So how do you help people with the why? That's such a great question. I think it's probably very similar to what you do is um, something that's really beautiful about coaching. And the reason why I love it is because with coaching, you have the opportunity to give someone your full unadulterated attention where your entire intent is to try to make their life better. I have some um, relationships with, with people that I coach where they don't know anything about me. They don't know hmm. like very little. They, they barely even know where I live, you know, because the conversations are so focused on you and what your needs are. And we are so unused to being in positions where someone is going to ask you a question yeah. and ask another question and then get deeper and, and hear something interesting in what you said and be like, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that. And what we get to do is we get to watch their faces, whether it's on video or in person, or we hear their voices or conscious of the pauses. And you get to ask them these questions that potentially exactly as you'd said, that they've never asked before. They've never been asked. No one has ever just like looked right at them and been like, I want to know about what you want. Right. And that's kind of the way that we get there. And like, then that's one part of it. Another part is just like discussing your values. What gives you yeah. joy? Those kinds of things. And I, I think that's really similar to the work that you do, right? It, yeah. I mean, I, I will admit, I don't always ask the question because it can throw people off. It can make them really uncomfortable, but it is not unlike your story. Mm -hmm. um, when you're meeting somebody for the first time and truly trying to get to the root of what, they, they, what matters to them, yeah. you kind of have to ask that question. If you only had five years to live, like, how would you want to live it? Or, or take that one step further, things that were told to you at a very young age. If you have 24 hours to live, not what are you going to cram in? What would you have missed? Mm. Right. And to be able to align yourself to then, if, you know, clearly that would matter to me at that moment, I've got my whole life ahead of me. It should matter to me now. And that's a really, maybe uncomfortable for certain people to think that way, but 
that truly gets to the root of what do you value? What is your vision? Let's align these things. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that those are real conversations that we're just so much less likely to have, like, you know, with new people. And the reason why it's uncomfortable is because it's asking us to grow and to think about things from a different perspective, which I don't think we ask of ourselves really often, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a really good kind of launching off point to finding people's why. Let's Lynn, I know you've got a lot of tricks of the trade here. Um, what are the things that you would coach somebody through to, to help them then develop good habits? You know, mm-hmm. I talked about the rule of 168, but yeah. I know you've got far more. What are the things that they would need to have in their own tool belt to then stay aligned to that why? I, I think that there is, is I, I'm a big fan. I know we've talked about this, you know, offline about the productivity planner. I find that to mm-hmm. be an incredibly meaningful tool. Um, it's a great way for you to organize all of your days. And it does speak to the rule of 168 of being like, okay, if you've got a work day or you've got X, Y, Z amount of time, it breaks down your days into like half hour bits. And I think that that allows for you to to really like think about what you want to achieve every week and have like these 15 things, then break them down by day. And then the most important piece is at the end of them, like end of the week, what were your wins? What made you feel successful? Like, what is something that you, you want to talk to somebody else about and say, like, this is what I did. What were, where were the places that you'd like to improve? And then moving on from there. Um, a big thing for me, uh, a thing that I'm a huge fan of this gentleman named James Clear is mm-hmm. um, he actually went to Denison University, my very tiny school in Ohio. Um, and he talks about habit stacking, which is really interesting. It's the idea that, um, that we all get up you know, like if, you know, if you're, if you're a hygiene person, you are getting up and you're brushing your teeth. Right. Yeah. And so what if you stacked a habit on top of that in order to create another small change? So when you brush your teeth, you actually stop after you brush your teeth, get down on the bathroom floor and do 10 push-ups. Or, you know, that you like to have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, you put a journal and you write down the things that you're grateful for in order to try to create a gratitude practice. Yeah. I think those things are really meaningful too. Um, yeah, yeah. I buy that. Yeah. It's really I mean, we, cool. we talk about that too. Rep- repetition is hard, but once it becomes a habit, you know, hopefully it's not as hard, but it's staying committed to those things too. You know, again, I, I can bring it to financial planning, automate your savings. There are certain things that you should just do by repetition, but you know, having those habits and stacking them, I hope helps people kind of shrug off discouragement too. Right. Yeah. And that, it always sticks with me. Um, it's the stone cutter story. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this somewhere, right? The stone cutters hammer in the stone. It's 10 hits. It's a hundred hits. It's a thousand hits. And you're looking at the stone going, nothing's happening. Why does he keep doing that? Well, it's the 1,001 hit that cracks that thing in half. Absolutely. And it's not because of that one hit. It's because of the thousand before it, yeah. right? So I think habits are so important and being able to kind of set that plan the day before for those things that need to squeeze in, but not to compromise the good habits. Absolutely. Yeah. And also like not, I think that another thing to speak to that is like, if there's a day when the habit doesn't work out, you didn't do the thing, you know, you didn't do the thing that you said that you would do. Be gentle. Like we are, when you're, when you're living in (laughs) your humanness, right? You're a human being. Sometimes things come up. Sometimes a series of things come up. Like, I don't know. 2020. Um, sometimes these things get, get lost. 
the most important piece is resilience, I think, yes. is of number one, be gentle with yourself. And number two, say, okay, why did this happen? And what can I do to avoid that tomorrow? It's not starting over. It's just a break, right? Yeah. And I think we see that a lot with people that are going through those life transitions, right? You're flowing from one phase of life to the next. And again, there's a lot of curveballs. You know, it's personal relationships. It's professional relationships. It's things out of your control. God forbid it's, it's health, something of that nature. But, you know, I think we have to be able to kind of not let that snowball. You know, when we see that financially too, I, I know that you tell me these things, Ben, just unplug, right? Wow. You have to be able to unplug and allow yourself to hit that reset button. So you don't just start letting those habits go because things haven't been going the way that you want, that you can unplug, reset, and then get back into those healthy habits. Absolutely. Anne Lamott, she's a wonderful writer. She said something which I quote all the time, which is everything works better when you unplug it for a little bit and then plug it back in, including you. Yeah. It's, and it's really, really meaningful, I think. I mean, and it's, it's a tough thing right now, I think, because it's the end of the year, it's been a wild year. And because we've been at home, it feels like, well, do I need a vacation? Because I've been in my house, you know, I've been, I I live in New York and like a lot of people are not back in their offices working from home. And that creates a space where they're like, well, what am I going to do? Just stay in my house still? And it's like, yes, that is exactly what you're going to do. You're going to watch Netflix. You're going to drink some hot chocolate. You're going to like live the dream in that way and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Just live in it. Exactly. So my other thought there, as, as you were kind of sharing that is when we think about things that we may be able to do better in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to look forward, trying to plan. Yeah. I know this is a loaded question, clearly coming from me and to you and, and the other way around, but how important is an accountability partner, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what goal you're trying to have, it's it's the most important thing, right? I couldn't agree with you more. And I will say, like, when you when I'm thinking about this question, like, I am a person who drinks her own champagne, right? And that I am a coach, but I have a coach because I know how important it is for me to have somebody who I need to be accountable to. And that can be a coach, that can be a friend, it can be um, a group of friends, there can yeah. be your family, your, your partner. Um, the thing that's interesting is that we are very likely to break promises to ourselves because we're like, it doesn't matter. What's the big deal? You know, that kind of a thing. But when somebody else is invested in you and is going to be checking in on you, the feeling of disappointing somebody else is so much deeper than, than you like having to do that one hard thing. Also, it, it, it kind of levels up when you are investing in yourself and investing in a coach because you have skin in the game. That's in right. that I know for myself, like, I'm like, I'm paying XYZ dollars in order to like make this goal happen. And if, if I don't do it, then I've just thrown this money away and that doesn't feel good. Nobody, as, as, a, cert, as a certified financial planner, you know, that's not good planning. It's not good planning at all, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not only to have the accountability partner, but I think we can all recognize that getting through things on our own, especially when things feel heavy, right? If, if these goals really matter to you and you're starting to hit hurdles and not knowing how to get over it, like it truly is that mental image to me of having somebody shoulder that load, right? It's that joys can be doubled, um, but you know, kind of the hard things can be cut in half too. So I think it's really important. I'm sure you're taking on new clients. Yes. I'm taking yeah. on new clients. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, 
use this podcast as maybe a reason to check to see what help is out there, right? Absolutely. And and I will say like, just as a side note for anybody who's listening, please feel free to find me anywhere. And if you mention this podcast, I'd be happy to give you a free session. So how about that? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, go ahead. No, please. I, I think that the, the thing that you'd said about the accountability piece is of, of someone to shoulder of being able to like whiteboard and think about a challenge creatively with somebody else's versus like the way that we kind of rotate a problem in our mind over and over again, yeah. and it feels impossible. Having somebody else come in with a fresh perspective can be so meaningful. And I also love the idea of your joy is doubled because having a cheerleader, having someone to like root you on, man, is that life-changing? Like, how good is that? We need it. Well, and I think, you know, we, I keep coming back to this word perspective, right? And, and it's why I really love having this conversation with you because you have this perspective of working with how many different people that, right? The challenges may be different, but really at their root, they're not. And, and we see the same thing. If, if somebody has this specific goal, I've taken people through this before. I've seen the kind of dark alleys that people can go down or the things that can be the hiccup. There's a, there's a wealth of experience in that to be able to help somebody through that. So it's not just having somebody to coach, right? And help you, but there's a lot of experience that comes with that, Absolutely. right? Very self-serving comment for yeah. you and for me, but, <laughs> but well, it's the truth. Know, the thing that's interesting, Ben, and the thing that I know about you as a person and I, I feel about myself is like, it's self-serving, yes, but it is also, I don't know, it's a part of your mission. And it's part of my mission is that the reason why we're here is to take the gifts and skills that we've worked, worked with over time and support other people who might need it. You know, that's, yeah. that's what the end game is. Like that's, is just making sure that people feel taken care of and seen and heard. And if we can, we can give them a, a gift of some insights, then awesome. Like what a win. Yeah, we'll do it. So I want to kind of wrap up. I know we've given, uh, I hope a lot of good secret sauce here and some simple tips, right? This isn't rocket science, but they, it is the perspective. I think certain people need to hear kind of going in next year. Yeah. In the spirit of kind of New Year's resolutions, right? I like the idea that in order to bring something new into your life, you got to let something go. Ooh, what that. say you about that philosophy? I think that's very meaningful is understanding about what, asking yourself the questions of what's serving me and what is not serving me. And I think that that even speaks to your rule of 168, right? If we only have a certain number of hours every week, then if there's something that is not, not doing right by us, then like, let that go. Um, I think that that's really meaningful. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So I think I'd suggest that people maybe start there when you take your kind of statement of where you are in life or, mm. you know, finances, we talk about your statement of holdings. It's I've got this, I've got that, I've got that, but I've also, I'm, I'm holding this grudge. Yeah. Mm. Let's take that off our balance sheet. Right. Yeah. So make space for the good in 2021. And, and hopefully these tips have been helpful. Absolutely. And I love, I love also just to like circle on the 2021 of being like 2020 has really helped us to laser focus on what we value, yeah. what, what we have, what we miss and what actually matters. And that's a really cool thing to think about is like, what do you, what did you figure out that you have deep gratitude for, for 2021? And what do you want to maintain? And and in 2021, if given kind of a fresh start, what is it that you want to cultivate? What do you want to grow? And, and what are the steps you can take in order to get there? So well said. Katie, thank you. This has been great. It's always a pleasure. 
and awesome to see you. Great um, to anything you. else that you want to throw out here? No, Katie just, McKenna, Thrivus <laughs> Consulting. That's right. So delighted to be with you. This was such a joy, and and yeah, like definitely do take some time, reflect, and 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 renew yourself. Think about what you want in in this new year. I think that that's the only thing that I could recommend is take that little bit of rest time to to think about what you want and need. Great way to close it out. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Ben. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye.